The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 1980, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, Hello! 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 hello. hello. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. We take the episode, Jimmy, as you know, oh, we yeah. break it down. Mm-hmm. We make it believe we actually like it, only for it to show no no loyalty. So we hang up on it later when it tries to call. Well, for you, the listener. Oh. On today's episode, we look at Season 4, Episode 11, entitled Greg's Triangle. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a moment. Man. Jimmy, you know, like, I've gotten through this so many times (laughs) and I've never stumbled. First time, (laughs) If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access. And thanks to Jim Larison for messaging me and telling me that it is now also available on Paramount Plus. Okay. And. Okay. Amazon Prime! Well, through the Paramount Plus, you know, link. Still, that still so, counts. I know. Jim was like so excited. He was like, dude, dude, dude. Like, hey, did you know that? Like, and I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> if if anybody out there sitting around and they and they work for Amazon, Amazon Prime, like <laughs> you need to go to your boss and say, hey, we, we got an opportunity for you guys. Cause we should be, we should be paid. Like we should be paid. <laughs> we should. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> so, how was your week? It was good. Fine as wine, kind of chatty, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I was earlier today, I was um I was thinking about us recording tonight and then I was like, you know what? And I was like, what is it? Um whiny and chatty? No. And then I remembered, I was like, oh, find his wine kind of chatty. Oh, like, yes, exactly. I yeah. got it. And then I was like, oh, but it's sad now because I got it now. But then <laughs> like when we're recording while I was reading all that, which is probably why I fumbled, I'm sitting here thinking, what is You're it? You're all excited. You're like, oh, no. I get to do it. No, because I couldn't remember it. I was trying to think. I was like, chatty something wine. Something about like, chatty Kathy, right? <laughs> I was like, chatty. why can't I ever remember? And that's when I fumbled through the, you know. That mm. part. <laughs> but anyway, well, that's good. You had a good week? Yes. What about you? Oh, you know, just uh, <laughs> the huge working the and huge. hanging with the boy and, you know, nothing too exciting. Neato. Although there is, I've been getting obsessed lately about really want to go back to Disney. I was just and about so, to make a joke. I was going to go, so now that you had a usual week, what are you going to do next? <laughs> go to Disney World. I was going to do that, but then you cut me off. Dang it. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a while because luckily us for us, you know, we live here on uh, Florida, you know, on the uh, Space Coast area. So we're only yes. about like maybe 40 minutes from Disney. And I haven't gone and 
it's probably been like three or four years since I've gone last and mm-hmm. they've had a lot of new things open up and my son and I like are really itching to go and and see we're on the opposite end of the <clears> spectrum. <throat> we're kind of we're kind of getting tired of theme parks. <laughs> we we're to the point where we want to go to more like botanical gardens and stuff like that, like nature trails and stuff. Like we're just getting tired of the whole theme park thing. Hmm. So yeah, must be nice. We're tired of like going yeah. all, all the time going to Disney yeah, right? and Universal. Happiest place on earth. Like, God. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but for all you all you people listening, because there might be some people that's not too familiar with Florida. If you look at mm-hmm. a map of Florida, on the right hand side of it, see the little nipple? See that little nipple? Along the along the east coast. Yeah, the little nipple that where me attack our nipples. Yeah. Like, that's where we are. We're, where we're a little like, nipple. It's a little part that like Peeks out. Yep. Right a little middle. nipple. Just a little, just, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. We're, and so we're, I, we're on that nipple. Sorry, God. I always think about Disney, like how lucky we are to live here so close to it. Because mm. there's people that live, I was going to say like in the Midwest, but I mean, hell, there's people that live in third world countries that would mm-hmm. love to come to Disney, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it costs so much money, even just for us Florida locals just yeah. to go. Imagine like being a family of four or five and living in like Illinois or something and you yeah. go, we want to go to Disney. We've never been in our whole lives, yeah. you know, and then that's expensive. It yeah, is yeah. so expensive. Yeah. God. Well, I remember it's got to be 20, 25 years ago, me and you riding our motorcycles um, around Bavard County. And I remember yeah. we would go over the causeway going over Beachside and we'd look at mm-hmm. each other and be like, we freaking live here. <laughs> like, like people spend thousands to see this and we see this every day on the way to work. Like it's incredible. <laughs> and we live in a great, I mean, we, we live, I mean, we have like Kennedy space center right here. So we yeah, see yeah. launches mm-hmm. like all the freaking time. SpaceX yeah. tech can literally see everybody knows the VAB, the vehicle assembly building tech can yeah. see that from his front door. Like it's yeah. incredible. I used to live right straight across the water yeah. from it. Well, I used to work out there. So I used to yeah, see yeah. it every single freaking day. So, but not anymore. Um, I don't know how we got into this conversation, but anyway, I want to go to Disney again. I'm trying to save up. Hopefully by December sometime I can go. Right on. Me and the boy. So did you ever have a time where you had to judge a contest? And No. Um, not really a contest, but um, when I was really involved with theater before me and my wife had kids and kind of put it on, on hold, uh, I was on the um, board of directors for one of the theaters. And my the thing I was in charge of was the casting committee. And so yeah. I had to sit on a committee of people that uh, chose the cast for shows, upcoming shows. So it was gotcha. sort of kind of, yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I ever have and I feel like I have, but I can't think of what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm I've judged people like from American Idol. Like I'll sit there and go, that they suck. Right. But, I mean, but yeah, I mean, counts. Like, right. Like I go out in public and I judge people all the fucking time. Yeah. Every day I'm judging people yeah. like Really? That shirt with those pants? I don't think well, I so. I know you used to judge cheerleaders when you were in high school. You'd be like, I'd do her. <laughs> I still do that. What do you mean? Yeah, like, but I don't. When, I mean, not, not high school cheerleaders. <laughs> I still go to the local football games and I reach over to the kid next to me. I'd do her, you know? And he's like, that's my sister. <laughs> Your dad's like, hey, this is my friend Rebecca. Hey. It's like, dad, stop. That's my daughter. <laughs> like, oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Now we now we made this weird. Okay. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> quite. Quite. <laughs> yes. Yeah, quite. Old boy. 
Sorry, I watched <laughs> Great Gatsby today. <laughs> I wanted to say, I want to call you old boy through the whole episode. I've been watching The Circle. Yeah. Because, you know, that's nice, respectful television. <laughs> I watched the first season, I think. I haven't watched anything after. You get so. really involved with it. You should hear me and my wife will be like, what? You want them <laughs> off the, like, they're nasty. Why would you want them off the show? Like, that's our conversations. Like, <laughs> So, like, I'm like Team Nick and she's like Team K. And it's just like, why would you want him? Like, no, why would you want her? Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's stupid. It's so dumb. And you're still judging. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need uh, Greg in there to do the deciding vote. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> there it is. We came full circle. I did it. I Boom! did it. <laughs> this is now we have to take a break. Hell yeah. <laughs> we got to stop while we're ahead. That's right. All right. So let's take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to get into this and break it down. And uh, hopefully, out there, you people have figured out who the guest star was on this episode. Yes, definitely. All right, we'll be back. Hey there, comic book fan. We've got a few questions for you. Were you obsessed with X-Men as a kid? Did you stand in line to get a copy of The Death of Superman in the Black Poly Bag? Did you buy every Image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves? Then have we got the show for you. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. Yes. We are back. Yes. Back again. Yes. We have the Brady Bunch. Uh. All right. <laughs> Season four, Sorry, episode we 11. <laughs> <laughs> Entitled Greg's Triangle. Is that like the way when he shaves? Is that what they're talking about? Because he oh, shaved maybe, it. Yeah. Well, you mean down there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. I always All assume right. Greg was a landing strip, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem more like a landy strip guy. The kind where he takes like his little chest hair, like that trail, and turns it into the. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we got. Now you made this weird now. Well, you're, okay. you're just insane with it. <laughs> Inside joke, he can't know. All right. <laughs> so, season four, episode 11, entitled Greg's Triangle. <laughs> now I'm grossed out thinking that. Facts <laughs> about the episode. First aired December 8th, 1972. Almost my birthday. Well, yeah, a couple years almost, off. Yeah. But. Like last week was almost my birthday. Mm-hmm. Aww. <laughs> Written by Bill Friedman and Ben Gershman. 
Directed by Richard Michaels. I thought for a second that when I first read it, I thought it said Bill Friedkin, which is the guy that did The Exorcist. <laughs> but then I had to reread it. I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> According to IMDb, for those of you who didn't guess the uh, guest star at, at, in this episode, it was Rita Wilson's TV debut, in case you don't know who Rita Wilson is. Yes. She's been in such films as Sleepless in Seattle, Now and Then, Runaway Bride, and has also appeared on TV's The Good Wife and Girls. She's been on Broadway and has produced several films, such as My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm -hmm. In March of 2019, she received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, and she's also married to Tom Hanks. I think that's what she's best known for. <laughs> I always know her. I always think of her from um, that thing you do because she was the waitress in the jazz club. That's, oh, okay. that's, for some reason, that's the first thing that comes to mind wow. when somebody says Rita Wilson. I I'm forgot like, oh, that yeah. was her. Yeah. I love that movie. I, I forgot that was her, though. And as you um, know, I'm, I'm not a person that's really savvy with people that are in movies, but for some yeah. reason, that's who I associate. So. And I remember last year, uh, the two of them got COVID. <laughs> I remember. Yep. They and they, were, they came that. on, they're like, it's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> like we're fun. Uh, anyway, Peter seems adept at fixing a bicycle in this episode. Yet a few episodes later, he works in Mr. Martinelli's bike shop. Hmm. Hmm. He must have learned a lot. I guess so. He probably Googled it. <laughs> probably. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. So we, you have to hold your hands up like an old director, you know? Yeah. And we, we fade in. You dig? <laughs> Scene one. We open up at Westdale High School. We see Greg walking and giving high fives to classmates. <laughs> and just then, a hottie spots Greg at the water fountain. She does a half smile, fixes her hair, then pulls out a book, pretending to read it, and walks towards Greg. Just then, she pretends to run into him. Oh! Greg <laughs>, laughs and says, Oh, I'm sorry. The pretty girl smiles really big at him and says, I'm not. I've been wanting to meet you. I'm Jennifer Nichols. Which, by the way, this is not Rita Wilson. Is no. Wondering. No. I don't know who this chick was, but she was cute, though. Anyway. She was Greg also says, like 15. No, she was not. <laughs> <laughs> Greg says, hi, I'm Greg Brady. Jennifer says, I know. I've been uh, aware of you for a long time. But you probably didn't notice. Greg laughs and says, are you kidding? I've been wanting to meet you, too. <laughs> He's such a liar. Sorry. <laughs> Jennifer says, you know, I bet we have a lot in common. Greg lights up and says, I bet we have. What do you like? Movies? Sports? Surfing? Jennifer lights up and asks, are you a surfer? Greg says, yeah. And Jennifer says, fantastic. She looks down at Greg and says, well, I should have known with a physique like yours. <laughs> Greg proudly says, oh, well, I kind of lift weights to keep in shape. Jennifer says, oh, maybe I should try that. Greg looks her up and down and says, what for? Your shape doesn't need any improving. Oh, shit. Right? Jen laughs and says, Thanks. I'd love to learn how to surf, though. Greg says, maybe I could teach you a few things. Oh, shit. Without hesitation, Jennifer says, great. I'm not doing anything this Saturday. Greg smiles and says, 
You are now. Pick oh, you up at shit. 10. Right? Greg's got fucking game. And then walks off like a motherfucking boss. Boom! Jennifer stops him and asks, Hey, uh, don't you want my number? <laughs> Greg fumbles and says, Oh, yeah. And then tries to find a pen. Jennifer says, Oh, I have one. Greg's still trying to find a piece of paper. Jennifer just grabs his hand and writes her number on his palm. She's oh, got game two. Shit. And then uh, 814-9031. You should call See it. See you later, Greggy. We should call it. Uh, and she walks off like a motherfucking boss. Pass them to my friends. I can shake your hand. No, I'm not your friend. I don't fuck with bitches. I just want some bands. Greg just smiles and checks her ass out the whole time. He really just does. Like, just like she wants. That's my first note is he was totally checking on her butt. Like, and my other note is Poochie. Excuse me. Did you get something in your throat, Gene? All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, but I bet she does. Oh. Oh, oh I went there. She, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, anyway, in my mind, it was she was hot, and I'm pretty sure I've seen porn just like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Scene two. <clears throat> Later that afternoon, we see Marsha out in the backyard practicing cheerleading with real pom-poms <laughs> for Jan and Cindy. <laughs> As she opposed to the, the ones that Jan had to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like paper, like newspapers. They uh, fell apart. She cheers. One, two, tell me, who are you? Dumb bears. Sorry. Dumb bears. Three, three, four. Who? Tell, no. Three, four. <laughs> who's going to score? Dumb bears. Five, six. Tell me, who's got the kicks? Dumb bears. She stops and asks her sisters, well, that was the beginning. What do you think? Cindy says, it looks like you were swatting a fly. <laughs> Jan asks, what are you knocking yourself out for? Marcia says, because I want to be chosen as head cheerleader. That's why. Jan asks, well, how can you miss? Greg's on the committee that's picking the head cheerleader. Hmm. Sweet, sweet Marcia asks, what's that got to do with it? Jan points out, uh, he's your brother. Marsha says, when has that mattered? <laughs> no, no. Um, get it? Because they, exactly. they yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Cindy also brings up a good point and says, brothers and sisters are relatives. Get it? <laughs> I feel like this is, this is like really like yeah, yeah. E. Plum and exactly, Susan yeah. Olsen, like really telling. <laughs> Marsha really? looks at her. <laughs> Marsha looks at her and says, Cindy. I'm going to win this fair and square, brother or no brother. <laughs> Speak of the devil, Greg walks up and appears to be under a spell, all in a smile daze. Marcia sees him and greets him. Greg stops, continues to smile and says, hello, and walks <laughs> right on past and pats Cindy on the head as he goes by. Jan giggles and asks, <laughs> what's with him? That's not at all what she sounded like, but... Yeah. yeah, I was just once again was talking about the pom pom. <laughs> and, and you know, isn't like Marsha a freshman? Like, 
Why would yeah. they want a freshman as a head cheerleader? Yeah, the head cheerleader, the varsity, you know, cheerleaders as a freshman. <laughs> right. Um I put down she better kick higher than that if she wants to be a head cheerleader. Like her yeah. foot wasn't even going past her knee. Like it, that's <laughs> yeah. how low she was kicking. Right. She's um, not very good. So. No, she's really not. Um and also I my first note was so that's why the girl's interested in Greg. Right. <laughs> like, already, I was just like, it's that obvious of a plot hole that, you know, anyways. Um, but also the swatting flies thing just made me, just made me crack up. I was just fucking funny. <laughs> it looked like you're swatting flies. It was just funny. <laughs> All right. Scene three. As Greg continues to walk into days, he walks into the family room where Peter and Bobby are having a heated debate. Peter says, Baloney. Joe Namath has a better passing average. Almost 6 out of 10. That's 60%. Bobby argues, but Roman Gabriel has a better passing average. Peter spots Greg as he enters and says, I'll prove it. Greg, what's Joe Namath's passing average? Greg's still in the fog, ignores the question, stares at his hand, smiles, and says, 814-9031. And walks right past his brothers. I got a number for you. What? 636-6915. Sounds familiar. Yeah. 636. Or what about? That's not it? No, no, no. 632. Oh, 632. That's what it is. No, 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 no. No, this is a different number. I think you're right. 636-6915. But then it was 632... Damn it. I don't remember. <laughs> Your phone number is like back when we were in middle school. Oh, 7779. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I feel like there's like two sevens in it, like seven, seven something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 7779. Nice. <laughs> you know whose number that was that I told you, right? 6366519. No, 6915. Oh, what? It was Robin Perry. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I thought that, that was like my phone number. No. Hmm. I'll explain, on break. I'll explain on break while it's hers. What? I, I mean, you have to, I understand it's hers. You don't know what's to explain. What's that? What's to explain? It's hers. I get it. Right. But there was a, there was a way we remembered her number. Oh, oh, uh, wait, 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 I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. I remember. It wouldn't, it, yeah, I remember. It was, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. So was that the right number? No, I thought it was. Um, Might have been one four, but either way, one four or one five, something like that. But yeah, yeah, I, I remember how I remembered it now. <laughs> it, was right, with the, it was with the six nine. It was what made me yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I my only notice. He <laughs> better write that number down before he rose one out thinking of that girl. Smear <laughs> all across, smeared across. He's gonna be like, dick. shit. Where'd the number go? Well, <laughs> Probably should have wrote it. Peter, come in here. Can you read this? (laughs) (laughs) All right. He goes, I don't know, move your stack. Oh, triangle. (laughs) It's all smeared. Damn it. Scene four. (laughs) Continuing his tour through the house, Greg walks into the kitchen where Carol is helping Alice put groceries away. Carol greets him and asks, how was school today? Greg, while rummaging through the fridge, says, couldn't be better. After placing his school books on the shelf in the fridge, he spins around with an apple in his hand, still smiling, greets Alice, and walks past. 
Carol and Alice have a confused look on their face when Alice says, I think he invented a new subject. Frozen geometry. (laughs) Carol just laughs. (laughs) Yeah, when I was in high school, this almost happened to me, but but instead I just repeated the question and got laughed at. (laughs) What? Yep. But, Let you know, it go. Yeah. But I, I get over. I don't hold grudges. No, not at all. Scene five. Greg's tour continues on into the living room where we see Mike practicing his golf game on the carpet. He greets his son and says, watch this. Greg stops and watches as his dad taps a golf ball into a cup on the carpet. Mike cheers with excitement and says, Jack Nicholas, eat your heart out. And by the way, you well, Jenny might be impressed that I know who Jack Nicholas is. So do I. Yeah, nice. Yeah, there's a really awesome video. If you want to see a really awesome video of Jack Nicholas, there's mm. a um, a golf course in Orlando, I think it is, where he, that he designed, and he's mm. playing with somebody else in some kind of like charity golf event. This was when he. This was only a few years ago, and the guy had this really super long putt. It was like a 25 foot long putt, and he looks at Jack Nicholas. He's like, "There's no way I can do this," and he's like, "Do I need to show you how to do it?" And the whole crowd like starts laughing and cheering. He walks <laughs> over and without even really lining it up, he just hits the ball and he makes this 25. I mean, the ball like winds around because there's hills and then mm. he sinks the putt like a 25 foot long putt. And he walks I, away like the fuck. Like it's awesome. He pulled Jack a body. Nicholas is a shit. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Jack Nicholas <laughs> is a shit. Greg says, great putt, dad. Mike says, oh, we're going to murder them tomorrow. Greg says, murder who? Mike says, Joe Nelson and that overgrown son of his. <laughs> He's been needing me all week because he beat us on Saturday. Greg has a panicked look on his face and realizes, oh, no, I forgot all about our game tomorrow, Dad. Ooh. Mike says, what the fuck? <laughs> Greg goes on, I met this fantastic girl in school today, and I made a date with her for Saturday. Mike laughs and says, all right, say no more. I remember the priorities <laughs> at your age. I'll get another partner. Greg says, thanks, Dad. That is pretty funny because Mike's like, what the fuck, man? We had a plan. Come on. Damn it, Greg. Be more reliable. <laughs> well, it's for a girl. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, you should have led with that. Okay. <laughs> Just then Carol walks in carrying Greg's books and says, Greg, you uh, left these in the refrigerator. Greg laughs and says, the refrigerator? <laughs> Mike giggles and says, Boy, that must be some girl. Greg looks at Mike and says, oh, yeah, some girl. As he walks on up the stairs. Honk, honk. Mike, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Mike walks over to put his golf club back in his bag and says to Carol, well, maybe I can get Sam Murdoch for tomorrow. Carol says, Mike, listen, I was thinking, you know, if I took a lesson or two, I could learn to play golf and you wouldn't have to go looking for a partner. Mike stands up and just laughs his motherfucking ass. He does, yeah. <laughs> and says, a lesson or two. Carol says, yeah. Mike says, honey, golf is a very complicated game. There's no way a woman's brain like yours could possibly grasp the concepts. <laughs> he didn't quite say all that, but yeah, Carol yeah, argues. <laughs> yes, but I'm very good at sports. You have to admit I'm a very good swimmer. Mike says, 
a good swimmer, then why the fuck did you send me out to get Greg when he was drowning in Hawaii? <laughs> Thanks for the she help, might Phelps. do something. <laughs> I don't want to get my hair wet. <laughs> no, Mike actually says, well, yes, but swimming is one thing, but golf is another. It's taken me years and years. I like this line. It's taken me years and years of practice just to be terrible. <laughs> and he picks up his golf bag and storms out of the room. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of think it was awesome that um, that Carol was wanting to learn how to play golf. You know what I mean? Like Megan went through a stint where she wanted to learn how to play golf. So we went to the driving range and <laughs> next morning she woke up, she could barely move. She's like, oh my God, every muscle hurts. I'm like, yeah, I probably should have <laughs> warned you that. Like you use everything. Um, <laughs> but I mean, and correct me if you disagree, but I'll agree it's complicated, but yeah. it's not like playing a long time really helps you at all. Like, no, it just, it doesn't <laughs> like the only thing that no. really helps is lessons. So she's going about it the right way. She's like, well, maybe with a few lessons, I agree 100%. I think a weekend of lessons can account for like two years worth of playing golf easily. Yeah. Possibly. Like if she's shown the right way to do it. She could probably be as bad as us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I don't think that was a sexist argument. I think it was just more of a skill level thing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah Cause I, I made the joke, you know, about being a sexist thing, but I don't think it, cause Mike isn't really like that. Um, yeah. I think it was just a skill level. Like you've never played before and you right, want to be exactly. my partner and like in a little tournament. Like, I don't think. But so. then again, I've played tournaments with people that I've never played before and mm -hmm. they played better than I did. So yeah. I don't know. I think Mike might want to. You know, I played tried. in a tournament before when I was in the Navy. I played and I had, yeah. I had very little experience playing golf yep. at all. The second <laughs> time I ever played golf as an adult, because um, I took lessons in high school, but then and, and as I didn't play again until like probably 10 years ago. Hmm. And the second time I ever played as an adult was in a tournament. So, yeah. Mike, Mike could have easily taken her out, played 18 holes, and then she'd be ready for the tournament. Boom. <laughs> That's what I did. By the way, we are blowing Jenny's mind right now talking sports. <laughs> well, is golf really a sport, though? I mean, come on. I don't know. If we do know 80, a little bit about golf, we do yeah, know that. Yeah, but if an 85 year old man can play it, it's probably not a sport. I mean, a three year old can play it, it's probably not a sport. So that's just my opinion. All right. Scene six. Later, Greg is up in his room with Peter and Bobby. Greg is brushing his hair in the mirror. Bobby asks Greg, if you're going surfing, how come you're combing your hair? Peter pipes up with the squeakiest voice and says, he must have a new girlfriend. He always combs his hair when he has a new girlfriend. <laughs> Greg, a little annoyed, says, don't you guys have anything to do besides watch me? Bobby smiles and asks, what's she like, Greg? <laughs> Greg, in a mocking tone, says, what's it to you? Peter says, she's got to be a real beast. Or... He'd want to talk about her. Bobby says he's probably going out with my God. I almost said Hong Kong. Wow. He's probably going out with King Kong's sister. <laughs> the boys both drop down from the top bunk and Peter asks, yeah, where'd you meet her on top of the empire state building? <laughs> the boys both laugh and Bobby, of course, makes monkey noises. <laughs> Greg says, keep it up and I'll bring you two monkeys, a bunch of bananas. Bob, but isn't that what they like? Uh, sorry. Bobby lights up at his comment, but Greg just hits them both with a towel and walks off. Bobby and Peter continue to make monkey noises. <laughs> well, 
my only note is imagine that Bobby's acting like a monkey. Shocking. Again. <laughs> Again. That's why I put, I'll give you guys bananas and Bobby lights up. At the con- oh. <laughs> they start throwing crap at each other. So. <laughs> <laughs> Scenes of all. In the backyard, Carol is determined to learn to play golf. She has her maid stop what she's doing <laughs> to also come outside and <laughs> read her instructions from a golf handbook. Alice reads, place extended left hand over top of shaft with three knuckles visible. <laughs> Carol says, <laughs> Carol says, oh, oh, I've done this before with Mr. Brady. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, Carol attempts to do exactly as the book is saying with her hand positions all wrong. Alice continues to read, place right hand over the left so that the right palm covers the left thumb. Carol tries to do exactly as the book says, but once again is all wrong. <laughs> Only proving more that women can't grasp the difficult sport of golf. <laughs> well, it's funny because you you know there's pictures in that book. You know there is. Know. <laughs> and she's probably like, man, I wish I could see a picture. Yeah, but we're like 10 feet away from each other, so you're not going to be able to see it. So. <laughs> Later, she'd be like, damn, I don't think I had that right at all. Like, man, I wish there was pictures. And Alice is like, there was. Like, you know, be funny. I didn't think I had that right. No, you didn't. See, this is what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> you never, you never asked. You weren't even close. <laughs> Alice continues on with toes pointed outward, slightly squat, bend at the waist, pivot hips to the right, shoulder into the chin, and bring club head slowly back. Carol, at this point, looks like Goofy in an episode where he learns <laughs> golf. <laughs> She's in the most awkward and unusual stance any person could ever be in. <laughs> Alice asks, is your club head slowly back? Carol says, just a second. Carol moves her club head back a little. Alice continues, keeping steady, eyes on the ball, start your downswing. Carol raises the club head and swings back, launching the club into the hanging blanket over the swing set. Alice jumps. <laughs> Carol scratches her head and says, I guess we better uh, try that again, huh, Alice? Alice hands the book back to Carol and says, next time, holler four, would you? Carol apologizes as Alice walks off. That looked like it scared the shit out of Alice. <laughs> she was legit scared. Um I gotta admit, Flohan's physical comedy was actually pretty funny. But Carol, it was, it was actually pretty good. Oh yeah, it yeah, was, it was really but, funny. But Carol is an idiot. But mm-hmm. Flohan would actually did a really good job here. I, I always yeah. feel like I need to differentiate that because I don't want people to think I'm like a Flohan hater. That's not the case at all. <laughs> right. I just hate Carol. Um, but again, I I still think it's awesome that she's wanting to. Like, this is the most yeah. probably the most redeeming thing that Carol's ever done for being such an idiot for four seasons. <laughs> so I don't know. No, yeah, her physical comedy was really good because I was really yeah. watching her and her facial expressions and all. It was <laughs> everything was really good. It was good. <laughs> she looked like you do when you play golf. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a special case though. Like I've been, I played a, not a lot, but I played many, many times, and I actually I get worse with every game I play, and I don't even know how I, it's possible. I still rate my golf game based on how many balls I lose. So yeah. last time I shot like a two. So mm. <laughs> once I get down to shooting a zero, then I'll start keeping points like you're supposed to. But 
Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Scene eight. It's His Saturday. Dick. Surf day. <laughs> Greg Yay. is ripping on some crusty waves. It was completely like dope and, and word. What? No. Yep. Um, no, keep going. I have it all written in there oh, for you. you. Okay. It's Saturday. Surf day. Greg is ripping on some crusty waves. It was complete corduroy for the horizon for this bra. Now he's hanging from some sweet nectar to go grab some grindage from a food truck. Am I supposed to pause like Polly Shore when I do? <laughs> Greg is in the blue swim trunks while Jen is wearing a bikini. Greg asks Jennifer, what do you have? Jen says, oh, I don't know. You decide for me. Greg agrees and then turns to the food truck and says, chew chihuahuas, please. Light on the mustard, heavy on the piccalilli, double order of some French fries and two orange drinks. Jen says, oh, Greg, you're, you're so sure of yourself. <laughs> Greg laughs and says, it's just a matter of confidence. <laughs> Jen says, that's one of your most appealing traits. I mean, so few real men are. <laughs> Greg laughs from embarrassment. Jen goes on, and um, why didn't you tell me you were such a fantastic surfer? <laughs> Greg, trying to be modest, says, well, I mean, I wouldn't say fantastic. Jen giggles and says, but you are. I bet it ruined your whole day having to teach a beginner like me. <laughs> Greg smiles and says, no, I loved it. You weren't scared, were you? Jen says, scared? How could I be scared with your big, strong arms around to protect me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Greg, <laughs> Greg says, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to lose my prize pupil, would I? <laughs> Jen shakes her head and smiles at him. Greg then notices their food is ready and grabs it from the window. He hands Jen her plate of food. She takes a bite out of the hot dog and says, hmm. This is a good wiener. Oh. <laughs> no, just kidding. She says, mm, this is good. You certainly can pick them. Greg stares into her eyes and says, yes, I certainly can pick them. Mm. Jen smiles and says, oh, Greggy, with embarrassment. Then they continue on their date. <laughs> oh man this is some wiener <sighs> I gotta say that's some of the cheesiest shit ever <laughs> yeah and also my other note is that girl is fake as hell well yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> successful yep alright scene 9 after the beach date Greg arrives home and pulls into the driveway there we see Peter and Bobby working on a bicycle. Once Greg pulls in and gets out of the car, Peter pipes up and says, Here comes Loverboy. Bobby mocks him too by saying, Ooh, I'm swooning with love, and falls to the ground as if to faint. Greg, <laughs> Greg walks up to them and says, Okay, listen, you guys, I'm bringing Jennifer over to meet mom and dad. I don't want any clowning around. Understand? Peter sarcastically asks, who, us? Greg says, yeah, if you want to clown around, go join the circus. <laughs> and then walks off. 
Peter and Bobby just smile at him as he walks away. There's something in this scene that bugged me. This is a pet peeve I have when I drive around. <laughs> I okay. can't stand it when people put their surfboards on their cars backwards. I hate it. It irritates me. And the reason it irritates me is I was going out beachside one time on my motorcycle and a, and a surfboard flew out from somebody's surf rack and almost knocked me off my motorcycle. So it's a oh, real big shit. pet peeve I have when I see this. And for all of you people listening, like, you know, Tack has experience with surfing. I have experience with surfing. We both worked at a surf shop. We've both known semi-professional and have talked to professional surfers. You always put your fins forward, always. And that's that's because if your surf rack starts to loosen, the fins will catch on the surf rack and not fall off the back of the car. I can't stand it when I see fins back, especially when people claim to be surfers. I hate that shit. So I just had to get that out of the way. Um, that's your so PSA. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I can't. I, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate that shit. All right. Scene 10. A moment later, Alice is in the kitchen cooking dinner. Well, wait, that's not right. What do you mean? It says Carol oh, oh, oh. was in the kitchen. <clears throat> it's got to be Carol. Okay. A moment later, Carol's in the kitchen cooking dinner. No, it can't be right. It can't be right. Let me check notes. Is that? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> it says Carol. It says Carol's wow. in the kitchen Holy cooking shit. Okay. dinner. Huh. All right, cool. All right, first time for everything. All right. I guess so. A moment later, Carol is in the kitchen cooking dinner. I guess Alice leaving, like, you know, made her one <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> and Greg walks in. Carol greets him and asks, did you have a good time? Greg says, best day of my life. Damn. Greg yeah, right? Greg takes a moment and says, mom, I want to bring Jennifer over to meet you and dad. Carol, while stirring a pot, says, oh, well, sure, Greg, we'd love to meet her. Greg asks, how about tonight? I'm taking her to a movie. Carol asks, didn't you see enough of her today? Damn. Yeah, right? Greg says, mom, can a person get tired of looking at the Mona Lisa? <laughs> Greg then walks off, leaving Carol concerned and alone in the kitchen. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I put my <laughs> my note was yeah if the Mona Lisa was a skank, <laughs> but uh, what the fuck is up with the music? I don't even remember the music. It's new music we've never heard before, and at least I've never paid attention when I guess when it played. But it was some hmm. weird music that we've never heard. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, hmm. Also, horrible camera angle. Did you notice hmm. that? No. Like Carol had like a big ass shadow on her chest because he was standing between her and the light. Um, I noticed that later in an episode where you could see like a big old shadow on the yeah. back wall from Carol. And I was like, who fuck didn't lit this show? This is this like the honeymooners or something? Like what the hell? <laughs> um, also, uh, Carol really hates her sons being happy. Doesn't she? She really does. <laughs> Weren't you happy enough today? Why do you gotta be happy at night too? <laughs> I had Gosh, a fantastic a day, mom. It was amazing. And I'm going to have more amazement later. Like <laughs> it's great. Laughing. Now I have to hear about it at dinner. Thanks. <laughs> God. I think you've had enough amazement today. Scene 11. 11. 11. A bit later, Mike and Carol are sitting at the dinner table in the living room laughing and making fun of their eldest boy. Mike says, Mona Lisa, did he really say that? 
They both just laugh. Carol says he sure did. Mona Lisa may have the smile, but apparently Jennifer's got everything else to go along with it. Mike giggles. And was like, Michael's like, <laughs> yeah, she does. I mean, yeah, what? she coming over here, right? <laughs> just then, Greg and Jennifer walk in through the front door. They walk over to Mike and Carol at the table, and Greg says, Mom, Dad, this is Jennifer Nichols. Mike stands up like a gentleman shakes her hand. Jennifer says, so you're Greg's father. Well, it's certainly not hard to see where Greg gets his good looks. <laughs> Sorry. Mike smiles with a little embarrassment. Carol, on the other hand, gives Jennifer a smile as if to say, lay a hand on my man and I'll murder your whole family, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer smiles back at Carol as if to say, I can take your man, pass him to my friends, I can shake your hand. Jennifer walks around the living room and says, What a marvelous house you have here, Mrs. Brady. It's no wonder Greg has such good taste. Greg leans down to his parents, still at the table, and whispers, Isn't she something? Carol says, <laughs> Yeah, she sure is. Mike says, Yes, indeed. No. <laughs> Jennifer picks up a family portrait <laughs> off the table and looks at it. What a lovely picture. She looks over at the She looks over at the parents and asks, Are these all your children? Mike jokes and says, Yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> was that like the boy's mom was a whore joke? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I thought they were gonna do something like they came with the picture frame kind of joke, but <laughs> Carol slaps him on the arm Jennifer sets the picture down and says Your other two sons are very nice looking too, Mr. Brady But Greg, well Carol asks Did you two kids enjoy surfing today? Jen says Oh, at first I was terrified Kept thinking I couldn't live without Greg by my side But then wow. I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong Sorry <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought of when I was but, writing. But Sorry. she grew strong. <laughs> she learned how to get along. Sorry. I will survive. Anyway. No, Jen says, Oh, at first I was terrified, but when you're with someone who's so strong and capable. Greg feeling embarrassed says, Jennifer. <laughs> Jen says, You know you are Greggy. And uh, First of all, I thought it would have been really funny if... Wait, make sure it's not your note. Okay. When she was like, uh, I was so terrified, but when you're with somebody so strong and capable, <laughs> I thought it would have been funny if Mike and Carol would have gone like, who, Greg? You mean the, <laughs> you mean the lifeguard, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. A quick cut back to Mike and Carol as Carol quietly comments, Greggy? <laughs> Greggy continues on. I think if we're going to go to that movie, we should get started. Mike asks, what picture are you going to see? Greggy says, they got a great science fiction picture playing at the coronet. <laughs> Jen adds, it's really exciting. I saw it already. You know, like the last guy I was dating. That's no. what I was doing. Like, hoochie. <clears throat> Excuse me. Greggy says, oh, well, we can go see something else. Jen says, no, Greg, you want to see that picture? Then that's where we're going. 
Greg argues, oh no, it's, it's not that important. Jen interrupts him, I'll be happy to see it again. She puts her arm into his and turns back to Mike and Carol and says, it was a pleasure to meet you. Carol says, you too, her. Mike simply says, bye-bye. <laughs> Greg and Jennifer awkwardly walk out the front door. Once they leave, Mike says, talk about a blowjob. And <laughs> she's like, you think she'll get one? <laughs> You'll get one? No. <laughs> he says, talk about a snow job. She says, yeah, boy, she could be giving lessons to Jack Frost. <laughs> Carol leans in and puts her detective hat on and asks, what do you suppose she's after? She gets a little magnifying glass out. She does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Starts says, writing in a book. <laughs> Mike says, I don't know, but I get the feeling whatever Jennifer wants, Jennifer gets. <laughs> Man, them bullshit detectors were deafening. Holy shit, oh, yeah. they were going off like crazy. Um, yeah. She seemed to have some sort of faint accent. Like what? Well, I mean, like from I, where? I don't know. It's either a faint, fake British accent or maybe a British accent or maybe the old, what do they call it? The Atlantic accent? Is that what they call oh, it? Oh, the transatlantic accent. Transatlantic accent, yeah. Um, something like that, but she had a weird way about her. Maybe that's what they taught debutantes back in the day, that weird accent, but <laughs> but I think kind Mike of funny. nailed it. But you like you mentioned that, and it's kind of funny because I thought I heard, may have been her that I thought I heard an accent somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But then I started hearing everyone have weird accents. Even oh. Jan at one point, I was like, "Did Jan just say that with an accent?" And I would back <laughs> it up, and then like, no. And then I just thought I was just hearing accents out of everybody <laughs> randomly out of nowhere. But I was no, a little I, concerned. I, I think Mike freaking I mean, nailed it when it came to her being after something. He nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it. Yep. Scene 12. In the family room, Marsha is practicing for the cheerleading competition along with Jan and Cindy watching. Cindy asks, what's so important about being an old cheerleader anyway? Marsha says, well, it's a great honor. It shows you got spirit. It helps you inspire people. And you get to meet all the football players. You know, in the the biblical way. (laughs) Cindy and Jan giggle. Marsha goes on. Let me see now. I better try that one one more time. Marsha grabs her pom poms and gets into position. She begins her cheer. Ready? And three, four. Show me who's going to score. As she spins around, she runs right into Greg as he walks in. Marsha says, hey, that'll really fire them up, huh, Greg? Greg simply says, no comment, and continues to walk into the family room. Marsha follows him and asks, what do you mean no comment? Greg calls her out and says, if you're trying to influence me because I'm chairman of the judgment committee, you're wasting your time. Marsha says, influence you? I just wanted your opinion. Greg, while looking through a book, says, just because you're my sister, don't expect any favors. Marsha, confused, asks, Who's asking for any? Greg turns around to her and says, when I vote, Marsha, it doesn't matter who the contestant is. I'm going to be fair and impartial. Just then the phone rings. Greg walks over and answers it. Hello? On the other end, it's Jennifer. She says, hey, Greggy. Greg (laughs) smiles and says, just a minute. He looks over to his sisters and says, do you mind? I'd like a little privacy. Marsha walks up to him with a tood and says, <laughs> my pleasure. 
and walks off. The other sisters follow suit. Greg continues to call. No, that's not what it says. <laughs> Greg continues with his call. No, that's not what it says. Oh, Greggy. Okay. Greggy continues with his call. Hey, Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer says, I wanted to thank you for the movie. I just found out the craziest coincidence. What? Greg asks, what's that? Jen says, I didn't know you were on the committee to pick the head cheerleader. What? Greggy proudly says, I'm the chairman. What's the coincidence? Jen hits him with the news. I'm entering the contest to be the head cheerleader. What? Greg shocked asks in confirmation, uh, you're, you're entering the contest. Jen says, that's the dream I've always had to be the head cheerleader in high school. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that's as high as my dream exactly. was high school. <laughs> she then whispers into the phone. Wish me luck. Greggy. Bye. Greg exactly smiles. How she did it. <laughs> What's that? It's exactly how she did it. <laughs> bye. Greg <laughs> smiles and says, bye. Bitch. After hanging up, Greg sits and remembers what he had just said to Marsha. When I vote, Marsha, it doesn't matter who the contestant is. I'm going to be fair and impartial. Then he says to himself, wish me luck. Hmm. Hmm. Damn. I swear to God, Marsha was wearing one of Cindy's shirts. Like she was wearing one of Cindy's <laughs> old dresses as a shirt with some jeans. And it looked ridiculous. <laughs> I did actually notice it only because I saw your note. And so I went back and I looked at what she was wearing and it, she looked, <laughs> she looked like she was wearing a, a shirt from like a doll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was clearly a dress for a small child, clearly. And she was wearing it as yeah. a shirt. But Hey, like we don't have, she wasn't after anything at all. Like, no, no. She uh -uh. just said she just found out that he was the judge. Yeah. So, what are you I, so concerned about? I think about? the poor girl is being judged unfairly because she's a hoochie. <laughs> All right. But yeah. All right. So this is where we take our next break. So it looks like Greggy is going to have to keep his word about being fair and impartial. Oh, shit. Eek. Sure hope this doesn't blow up in his face. Mm hmm. And we'll be back. Tech, what's wrong? Oh, Jimmy. I was hoping to get some groovy costumes for me and my son this Halloween, but I'm tired of all the same boring costumes that all the other stores have. Yeah. Have you checked out HalloweenCostumes.com? Wait, don't tell me. They too sell Halloween costumes just like the other stores do. Sell them? <laughs> HalloweenCostumes.com has the biggest the best selection of Halloween costumes and accessories and decorations like anywhere. Okay, you say that, but so do party type stores, department stores. I mean, what does HalloweenCostumes.com have that others don't? Are they really that much better than the other places? Um, how about the biggest selection with over 10,000 costumes? Um, okay, but me and my son are into totally different things. They got you covered. They have costumes from comics, video games, movies, and TV. Okay, 
I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Hey, their selection is great. They even have costumes to fit parents, kids, couples, groups, plus size, oh, and even sexy costumes. Ooh la la. <laughs> right? And of course, HalloweenCostumes.com has the best retro costume selection. Dude, they have stuff like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee transforming costumes in not just kid sizes, but like adults so we can wear them. They have Disney, Ghostbusters, Cobra Kai. Dude, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, Kiss, Alf, Beetlejuice, The Smurfs, and more. They have over 3,500 exclusive designs. And don't forget, one of the Retro Network's favorite items. <laughs> Ugly Halloween sweaters. <laughs> and check out the brand new designs for 2021, like Scooby-Doo, Pennywise, and Care Bears. Bro, you can't even get, the, you can't even get those on a face mask. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Just click on the Retro Network's promo link in today's show notes and save 20% off of in-stock items now through November 6, 2021. HalloweenCostumes.com. The only place you need to shop this Halloween season. And we are back. That was Back a good again. break. That was a good break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so you're actually trying to do some somersaults. So you're starting off nice and easy with the somersaults. No, I, I tripped on something, but thanks for <laughs> thanks for trying to sugarcoat it and act like I'm trying to do gymnastics. <laughs> you pulled a big man dyke. I just tripped over my own feet. That's all that was. <laughs> <laughs> so i was thinking in this episode yeah you know obviously this girl spoiler alert you know for a 50 year old show um this girl obviously is trying to use greg right yeah have you ever felt like somebody you were dating was just using you for something <laughs> i mean other I, i've me and you have experienced it other than our bodies i mean because you know, look <laughs> right. at us but that's not what I mean. I mean, has it, have you ever felt, have you ever been in a situation similar to what Greg's in, in any way, shape or form, or can you even relate to this? Um, I'm trying to think for, is there something you're trying to, <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. Um, um, I feel like when I became like a supervisor at work, um, I feel like somehow girls now were like attracted to me and they were kind of a little <laughs> more flirty once I became a supervisor on the floor. And girls that I like never really talked to before are like, hey, Tack, hey. And they would like come over and talk and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, when I was just an agent on the floor, you didn't really right, talk right. to me at all. But so there was kind of a little bit of that, I guess. Is that, well, I felt I mean, like it didn't go anywhere, but I felt the same way when I got married. I felt like as soon as this ring went on my finger, then these, all these girls came out of the woodwork to flirt with me in stores and stuff. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't know if you experienced that, but that's what it was for no. me. Hmm. It's weird. Huh. Weird. I've never, I didn't really date that much. <laughs> I've only dated like five <laughs> girls or something. So I didn't really have the chance to experience that. I, I did date a, well, I'm not going to say dated a girl, but I went on a date with a girl and she did physically use me. And then I tried calling her back and she like. <laughs> Who was it? 
I don't even remember her name. It was like a it was like a one night stand kind of a thing. Yeah. And Where'd I'd, you meet her? I'm gonna online, like in some oh, dating okay. I thought site. You were talking about that at, at a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> oh yeah, there's that one too. There's that one too. Yes. <laughs> I was used twice. Huh. I forgot about her. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the only time I was ever used was like. If somebody needed, you know, like money for the vending machine and they never paid it back, that's about it. <laughs> that's, that's about as used as. But they are like, "Hey, Jimmy, I like your shirt." Say, it's see, really I, funny. I think of things now. Like, I don't know if you will agree with me, but I feel like when I was younger, when it came to girls, I was extremely naive, and I feel like there were instances where girls liked me, but I was too naive to realize they liked me. Well, I mean, that's what you find out when you get older, right? So, yeah, yeah. like when you, especially since Facebook, and then like you talk to girls we went to middle school and high school with. No, I'm like, talking about like when I was in my 20s, I was still oh. naive. Well, still, even talking to those high school girls, you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of had a crush on you. They're like, you did? You should have asked me out. We could have. And I was like, really? Like, what like, the fuck, like I, know, I know I told you the story about I would, I had went out with this friend of mine. Um, to because she she wanted me to go out with her a so that guys wouldn't mess with her and b because she needed me to drive her home, right? Okay. And she's like, yeah, maybe when you drive me home, I can show you my apartment." I'm thinking, "No, I'm not really into inside like I'm not into <laughs> decorating houses, so I don't really care." But okay, my, my aunt used to live there. I've already seen them. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen apartments. <laughs> Tacky's love one, but okay. Um, and so I, I get driving her home, and and we pull up in front of her apartment. She's like, "I don't know if this is a good idea." Okay. Again, I don't really care. Like I don't, I don't care about the inside of apartments. Like I, I couldn't really care less. And she's like, "Well, it's not going to be like awkward, is it?" No. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> like that's silly. And then it was like twelve years later. I was telling somebody a story. I'm like, "Wait a minute. Oh my god." <laughs> so yeah, that's how naive I was. How? How? How what? How was I that how naive? Would, yeah. I, I just was. I don't know. Did you never watch porn or a romantic comedy ever? I never watched romantic comedies, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hmm. So, yeah, like I, that, I was I was naive as <laughs> as a young man. And so I, I think that's why I never got if I would have if somebody would have tried to take advantage of me like that, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have caught it. I would have just been like, oh, okay. hmm. like that's. do you feel like you missed out on some stuff? No, not really. Like, even with my wife, like, I remember distinctly at the theater, my wife had to come up to me one time and be like, do you, do you realize I like you or is this all going over your head? Hmm. And I was like, honestly, it was all going over my head. Did like, you say, I uh, well, I kind of figured cause since you're my wife <laughs> <laughs> and that was just last week, but <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously was, you're referring to when you were just met. Yeah. 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 But I was always naive <laughs> when I was younger. Always That's the way you naive. ordered it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, my my now wife came up to me. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. You ready to get back into this? I'm ready to get back into this. All right. So when we left off, Marsha is entering a contest to be head cheerleader. It turns out Greg is the chairman on the judging committee. Marsha thinks nothing of it until Greg starts dating an opponent, also entering the contest as well. Jennifer Nichols. Oh. It turns out that there may be an ulterior motive for Jennifer Nichols all of a sudden liking Greg. Uh Uh-oh. What will Greg do? 
Mm. All right. Scene 13. Next day at school, Greg comes out of a building and runs into Jennifer. She says, hi, glad I ran into you. I wanted to ask you something. Greg says, sure, about what? Jen says, cheerleading tryouts. Not about cheers or anything. I wouldn't want to use our friendship that way. Would I, Greggy? Greg says, no, of course not. Jen says, I thought I'd wear this to the tryouts. She stands in front, posing, so he could see what she's wearing. Jen goes on, I picked blue because it's your favorite color, Greggy. How do you <laughs> think it looks? As she spins around to show off the outfit, we see Marsha in the background with another classmate watching all this play out. Greg says, I think it looks terrific. Jen says, I hoped you'd say that. Uh, well, I got to get to class. Bye. And she blows him a kiss and walks off. Marsha, not happy, walks over to Greg and says, well, if it isn't Mr. Fair and Impartial. <laughs> and Greg says, it's Brady. I'm your brother. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Greg says, what's that supposed to mean? Marsha says, you wouldn't even watch me practice, but you can help her pick out an outfit. <laughs> oh, shit. Greg says, Oh, Marsha, if you think I'd vote for her because she's... Marsha quickly interrupts him. Your girlfriend, Greggy? <laughs> Greg says, look, she has as much right to enter the contest as anybody. Marsha is starting to get heated even more. She's already got one sure vote. Greg argues, oh, come on, Marsha. Marsha goes on, well, I've got one consolation. There are three other judges. At least I've got a chance to win their votes fair and square. And she storms off in a huff. Mm. You know, it, it seemed like like Marsha had a little bit more, you know, as the Germans call chutzpah. Um, chutzpah. Chutzpah. If that's German. I don't know if that's German or not. Um, I, I wonder if filming this bothered Maureen McCormick. Because it seemed like she had a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. huh? I don't know what you're asking. Well, it seemed like, like because I'm, I'm assuming they were dating about this time. Yeah. At least it seems mm -hmm. like it. So was it difficult for Maureen McCormick to see Barry Williams, like acting oh. alongside like another girl, acting like it's his girlfriend and then having to act jealous herself like a little bit, like she just seemed like she put a little bit more emphasis, like, Oh, like acting like she's all pissed off. Cause it's her girlfriend. I don't think that was acting. <laughs> I think that was just. Yeah. She uh, definitely seemed like jealous. Yeah. Right. In this scene more than she should be. Yeah, but a sister wouldn't be jealous. So I'm wondering if that was just difficult for Maureen McCormick to watch. Hmm. Maybe. Because judging by what we've heard or what we've read on, you know, some trivia and stuff like that, she was a little bit self-conscious, like so much so that she was even intimidated by, by Eve Plum. So yeah. if they had another girl come on set and they purposely casted a girl that was probably a model or something, I could see how she would be really jealous. We also noticed that they never kissed or anything like that. Either. No, they didn't. But I don't know he if he did really put his see. hands around her waist, but she had to grab his hands and put them on her waist. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Uh -huh. Interesting. Scene 14. Later in the backyard, Carol is practicing putting while she makes her maid once again, stop what she's <laughs> doing and reads from a book to her. She puts and it barely makes it close to the hole. Alice says, say, you're doing just fine, Mrs. Brady. It's not your fault if the ball won't cooperate. 
<laughs> Carol puts again, and it doesn't even come close. Carol says, <laughs> golf isn't a game. It's a form of torture. <laughs> Just then, Bobby and Cindy walk into the backyard from the... It, it appeared to me like it was from behind the garage. Which, if <laughs> so, like, that's disturbing. Like some, some direction I couldn't yeah. even figure out. Because behind like, them is the clothesline. And the clothesline is parallel to the garage. Right, so they walk up the driveway... Around back behind exactly, the carport. Yeah. <laughs> why did, Why would they do that? I don't know, but that's in my notes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they greet Carol and Alice. Carol asks, you kids home from school already? Carol checks her watch and says, my goodness. I had no idea it was so late. Cindy asks, <laughs> what are you doing? Carol says, oh, well, I was uh, trying to surprise your father by learning how to play golf. She cracks a smile and a little laugh, and she says, it's a lot tougher than I thought. Bobby says, doesn't look tough to me. All you have to do is hit the ball on that little thing. Carol, with a look of disgust on her face, nods and says, that's all. Bobby asks, can I try? Carol says, sure, be my guest. As she hands him the putter, Carol gives a wink to Alice as if to say, this little asshole doesn't have a chance. (laughs) Bobby grabs a putter, smacks the ball, and it rolls right into the hole. <laughs> Carol stares at it in shock. As Bobby hands the putter back to Carol, Cindy adds, see? It's not so tough. Carol snatches the putter, hands back his books, and then hits him in the ass with the putter <laughs> as him and Cindy walk inside. Carol says to Alice, well, there goes what's left of my ego. <laughs> Here, I've been trying to do this for hours. Bobby walks up with hardly a look, just And she smacks the ball with the putter and it goes right into the hole, just like Bobby's. (laughs) They both cheer. Carol jumps up and down and says, Alice, I did it. Alice says, Mrs. Brady, I think you found the secret to golf. Don't look. (laughs) (laughs) Carol said, uh, golf isn't a game. It's a form of torture, which I did. Wow. Carol actually is getting golf. then. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of nice for her. If that is true, I think she should play it. Because I hate Carol. <laughs> so, so I as I'm doing the synopsis, I come up with a, an idea. I just realized why Carol was cooking dinner earlier. Okay. Okay, follow me along here. Okay. Um, but we're not going because, anywhere. <laughs> earlier, when the first time when Alice was outside helping, you know, reading the book to her and stuff... So she wasted Alice's time before in the backyard. Right. She didn't have time to cook. So Alice was like, well, <laughs> normally I cook dinner now, but you took that time away from me, so you can fucking do it. Exactly. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I like that. So Alice is like, oh, oh, well, I can I can always go back to the diner and see if my job is still available. She's like, no, 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 no. No, it's okay. That's okay. I got this. I got this. <laughs> so you're going to cook dinner? Like, yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> They're going to have salad and cake. <laughs> That's what's for dinner, guys. Salad um, and cake decorating is all she can do. <laughs> but yeah, the only note I had was, why are they coming home from school from behind the garage? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Unless they're afraid they're getting hit by the golf ball. Maybe they had to. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. Scene in 15. Okay. Up in the girls' room. What? I said, okay. Oh. Up in the girls' room, Jan is sitting on her bed reading when Marsha walks in. She plops down on the bed and says, wow, am I beat. Jan says, you'll probably be practicing in your sleep. 
What are you working so hard for? Marcia sits up a little and says, because I'm fighting an uphill battle. Jan asks, what do you mean? Marcia says, I mean Jennifer Nichols. She's got Greg twisted around her finger so tight that he wouldn't sneeze without asking her permission. Jan shock says, you're kidding. Marcia goes on, no. You should have seen her at school this morning. I picked blue because it's your favorite color, Greggy. <laughs> Jan asks, Greggy? Marcia continues, my only chance now of getting an honest vote is from those three other judges. Jan asks, do you think Greg would vote for his girlfriend against his own sister? Marcia says, Jan, you don't know anything about life. <laughs> Marcia then lets out a big sigh and puts her face into her pillow. Hmm. How on earth did Marcia hear their conversation from that far away? She was not close to them. <laughs> like she was, I'd say if I had to guess, probably 15 or 20 feet away. I don't know that she'd be able to have like hear their conversation from that far. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But also, would she really be, and this is maybe a girl question, you know, that's why I'm asking you. Um, <laughs> would she really be practicing cheerleading in those heels? Yeah, I saw she was wearing some heels, but they were kind of clunky heels. Well, I mean, they so. weren't quite character shoes, but they definitely had, you know, if I had to guess, probably a, a one to one and a half inch heel on them. Character shoes, yeah. I think, only have like a half inch. I don't know what a character shoe is. So. Oh, that's it's they, they wear them in theater a lot. That's it's just, never mind. Uh-huh. Hmm. All right. Scene 16. Down in the kitchen, Carol is sitting at the table drinking coffee. Okay. Shocking. Yeah. Mike enters in from work. Carol looks nervous. Mike notices a bandage on her hand and asks what happened. Carol says, blisters. Mike asks, what have you been doing? Chopping wood? <laughs> Carol says, not, my. There's, there's not even winter time. There's not even <laughs> trees. There's no trees missing. Um, <laughs> Mike. Carol says, Mike. I've got two surprises for you. She takes a deep breath. The first, I got these blisters while I was trying to learn how to play golf. Mike lights up, laughs, and says, you're kidding. Carol goes on. I figure if you ever needed a partner, I'd be ready. Mike says, oh, honey, that's sweet of you. What's the second surprise? Carol has a look of worry on her face, and she reaches down and pulls out one of his irons. And it's all bent to fuck. (laughs) Mike looks at it in shock and says, my five iron. Carol says, I did it while I was practicing. I'm sorry. Mike, still looking over the damage, says, oh, honey. He looks over and sees the regret on his wife's face and says, well, this will come in handy if I ever want to shoot around a tree. (laughs) He laughs and then kisses his wife on the cheek. So how the fuck did, first of all, she said two surprises. Like, what a fucking bitch. <laughs> it's like, yeah, surprise yeah. one, okay, that could be a surprise. Surprise two is like, I'm making your favorite dinner. You know, it's like, <laughs> what's my other surprise? The other surprise is I fucked your shit up. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's not a surprise. <laughs> and like, she fucked it up and then she's like, I'm sorry, blink, yeah. blink, blink. And then next thing you know, he's like, it's okay, pumpkin. You're like, what the fuck? I was like saying, surprised, I murdered your dog because it wouldn't shut the fuck up. Like, that's not. It's not a surprise. I mean, it is surprising. (laughs) I think she got pissed off and hit that shit on the ground. 
That's, that's what, what it looks, it looks like. like. She's like, ah! it looks exactly like that. Yeah. I don't. I don't see how you can do that. What kind of damage? Just swinging. No, not unless like, that's you hit a straight a tree up, or something. Up and down smash. Yeah. Unless like you're she's chopping wood. Unless, I mean, first of all, that was a five iron. So I mean, I guess you could. <clears> but if you were to full on swing it as hard as you could, and you're like standing next to the swing set or something, it's possible. Mm-hmm. That's how she got the blisters because he thought Did you get that <laughs> chopping wood, right? Because she was like up and down motion go, into yeah. the ground with the five iron. Like, there you go. motherfucker, God damn. Ah, burnt umber. You know, just. <laughs> I've seen you almost get that mad at golf. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but also, I kind of feel like he can't really get that pissed because, I mean, at least she's trying to be considerate for once. If it was any other person, hell yeah, I'd be pissed. They broke your fucking golf club. But this is Carol <laughs> we're talking about. She always thinks of herself. So, I mean, the fact that she was trying to think of somebody else, I feel like you have to give her a little bit of lead way. I guess so. All right. Scene 17. Later that night, up in the boys' room, it's night-night time. All the boys are fast asleep, except Greggy. He's sitting up, thinking about all of his problems. As he's thinking, he all of a sudden jumps up and says, I've got it, and turns the lights on. <laughs> the other two boys wake up. Peter asks, What happened? Bobby asks what the matter is. Greg says, I figured out my problem with Marsha and Jennifer. Peter says, for that, you have to wake us up. Bobby <laughs> says, we were fast asleep. See, just like I said, uh-huh. we were fast asleep. <laughs> Confirms. <laughs> Greg smiles and says, I've been worried about nothing. I'm the chairman of that committee. When the three judges pick the winner, I won't have to vote. I'm off the hook. Just then a pillow is launched at Greg's face and smacks him hard as shit. (laughs) But Greggy returns fire and gives it back to Peter. Greg smiles and reaches up to turn the light off. I wouldn't have given it back to him. Fuck him. Peter kept his that one time. Hell no. Keep that shit. Um, his, His reasoning doesn't make a whole lot of sense. What if it's not unanimous? Right. Like he's just assuming that they're going to have one person that's great and the rest of them just suck. Right. Um, so it could have been like, say, two for Marsha and then yeah. one for fucking Pat. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. No, there's still, there's only three votes. Like, there's four judges here. Hello. Who didn't vote? Exactly. Yeah. It was like, um, <clears throat> um, why, why would you have four people on a committee like that? Because you could have, you two have four boys. Right. But I mean, you would, you could have two people pick Marsha. Two people pick Jennifer, and then you have a tie. It yeah. should be an odd amount of people. Right. And it should be an odd amount of people greater than the amount of people trying out. So if you have four people trying out, then you need five people on committee. Mm-hmm. Or at least less, not the same amount, because they all could have voted for <laughs> different people. But I mean, a four way tie. Right. But if you have three people on a committee, <laughs> then each person can vote for a different person still. If you have five people on a committee, then one person has to vote for somebody that's already been voted for. True. Mathematically. True. Um, I don't know why there was four boys, though, picking who is going to be a head cheerleader. Like, yeah, no, that doesn't make the sense. Fuck? That's weird. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. yeah. They should have had teachers do it. Like, obviously, they have a, I would hope they had a cheerleading coach. Yeah. <laughs> like, unless they, they just, you know, depend on the girls to come up with stuff themselves. <laughs> they just don't care. Like, whatever. Just, I don't care. I don't know. Just do raw raw or something. Just throw your pom-poms <laughs> around and shit. Okay. Somebody's going to be head cheerleader. Well, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You just pick somebody. This is not a cheerocracy. 
Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> scene 18. It's contest time. We're well, right. at the school in the auditorium. It looks like the auditorium they did the uh, talent show in. It's almost and, as if they used the same school. And it looks like the <laughs> auditorium that like, who was it? Peter performed magic in or something? Look like the same auditorium. Mm. Anyways, contestants have already been performing. Greg sits at the judges table with three other committee judges. Next, Greg calls up Pat Conway. Pat steps Ooh. up and says, ready? No? Okay. Ready, gang? Hit it. One, two, tell me who are you? The Bears. Three, four, tell me who's going to score? The Bears. Five, six, tell me who's got the kicks? The Bears. Seven, eight, tell me who's really great? The Bears. Nine, ten, tell me who's going to win? The Bears. Say it again. The Bears. Who's going to win? The Bears. Yay! <laughs> and Pat puts... <laughs> Pat jumps up and down cheering. Greg says, thanks, Pat. That was great. And the next one is Marsha Brady. Marsha steps up and begins her cheer. As she's doing her cheer, Jennifer Nichols notices Greg watching his sister and smiling the whole time. Marsha mm-hmm. finish, finishes and they all clap and Greg thanks her. Greg goes on. The last contestant is Jennifer Nichols. Jennifer gets up and is smiling to Greg as she gets ready. Jennifer does her cheer and is missing a little enthusiasm. Once Mm -hmm. she finishes, they all clap and Greg thanks her as she sits down. Greg says, if the judges will tally their scores, we'll have a winner. Jennifer crosses her legs, smiling until she notices Marcia staring her down like a lioness stares at their prey. <laughs> Jennifer looks away immediately. That was pretty good. Yeah. So what the fuck are you smiling at, bitch? She's like, I am Marcia fucking Brady. And then and then the gangster music plays like Bitches only turn up with their friends. I can't make this shit up. I cannot pretend. A moment later, Greg says. May I have the papers, please? Greg collects all the judges' notes and begins to read. We have one vote for Jennifer Nichols. Jennifer smugly looks at Marsha. Greg reads the next one and says, one vote for Marsha Brady. Yes. Marsha smiles at, at Jen. Greg reads the last one and says, and we have one vote for Pat Conway. Oh. Pat Conway smiles. Greg, trying to hide the shit he just put in his pants, says, looks like we have a three-way tie. Everyone shakes their head. Greg, realizing, he says, in the event of a three-way tie, the chairman decides, and that's me. (laughs) Boy, that's not the three-way Greg wanted. (laughs) With Marcia. Definitely not. Um yeah. Marcia, yeah. I, my notes are Marcia and Jennifer. They weren't that good. No, I think that was on purpose, though. Because okay. Rita Wilson or Pat Conway was supposed to win, and she had tons of enthusiasm, so she should have won, yeah. and that's how it should have been. So, but I mean, she won by a long shot. Like, I don't know how Marcia or or Jen right. got like, any I votes. If I was a judge, I would be like, yeah. we really don't have much to work with here. Like, right, right, this right. Is, these are the best cheerleaders yeah. we have. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like Pat Conway, yeah, she's a great cheerleader. Like the obviously other the other guys eh. had had crushes on Jennifer and Marsha. It's obvious because there's no other yeah, reason yeah. why they would get a. There's a no other reason why. 
<laughs> right, exactly. So I think it was done on purpose because she was she was supposed to be better than everybody else. Okay. But it's okay. I'm sure Marsha will apologize for, you know, all that mean stuff she said to Greg. <laughs> Scene 19. Back at home, Peter and Jan are coming down the stairs arguing about how the cheerleading competition went or potentially went. <laughs> Peter says, baloney. I bet Greg voted for Marsha. <laughs> Jan they says, should have had Bobby do this scene. God, that would have been so funny. If it would have been right. like, not ah, baloney. I bet Greg voted for Mar and then have them arguing about statistics about Marsha and like chewing right. or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It would just been a funny joke. Yeah, like a callback from the earlier exactly, scene. Yeah. 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 And Jan says, and I say he voted for Jennifer. You'll see when he gets here. Which backing up, I don't get because it seemed like Jan was on the other because she was before she was like why wouldn't he vote for you? You're exactly, sister. Yeah, yeah. But here she's like, no, he's going to vote for Jennifer. Why wouldn't he? It's his girlfriend, you know? Yeah, because she's mocking so, her sister. Like, she looks up to She's flip flopped. Yeah. Well, that's pretty clear right here because it says, because Peter asks, well, why should he vote for Jennifer instead of his own sister? And Jan right. repeats what Marsha told her and says, Peter, you don't know anything about life. You know, if Jan was a shoe, she'd be a flip flop. Just saying. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I said it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not afraid to say things here exactly. at the Very Podcast. She'd, she'd be a flip flop. Sure. She would be a floho. Okay. Damn. We don't care here. Nope. As they make it to the bottom of the stairs, we see Mike standing behind Carol showing her how to putt. Peter asks, Hey, Dad, is mom getting any better? Mike laughs and says, She's great as long as she keeps her eyes closed. <laughs> Carol says, Oh. Mike tells her, now, honey, you've got to relax your hips a little bit here. <laughs> Carol drops the putter and says, uh, who cares if I'm good or bad? The lessons are terrific. And she puts her arms around her man. What's funny is Carol's better when Mike closes his eyes, too. Hi-ho! <laughs> <laughs> Just then, Greggy comes home through the front door. He does not look happy. Mm. He greets his parents, and Carol asks, is the contest over? And Greg's like, nah, it's still, I just left. No. Greg says, yeah. Carol asks, what happened? Greg goes on, well, it was a three-way tie. I had to cast the deciding vote mm. of all the luck. Mike asks, Jennifer? Eh? Jennifer? No. Mm-hmm. Greg shakes his head. Yeah. Carol beams and says, Marsha? Greg shakes his head again and says, no. I voted for Pat. Mike and Carol seem confused. Like, What? <laughs> Greg, <laughs> Greg goes on I really thought she was the best Now Marsha and Jennifer are both going to hate me Just then Marsha comes through the front door Greg sees her and says Oh here it comes Marsha comes in happy And greets Mike, Carol and Greg Greg turns to her and asks You're still talking to me? <laughs> Marsha says Greg I take back what I said You've got a lot more character Than I gave you credit for Greg asks, do you mean that? Marcia says, yeah. You know, I would have liked to have won, but Pat was the best. She deserved to win. Marcia then walks off. Mike says, well, it doesn't sound like she hates you. Greg smiles and then says, say, if Marcia isn't mad, then maybe <laughs> Jennifer isn't either. Yeah, that's how life works. <laughs> Greg walks over to the phone and calls her up. And he's dialing. He says, after all, Jennifer is crazy about me. The phone <laughs> She's rings. She's crazy. 
<laughs> the phone rings and Jennifer picks up. Greg says, hello, Jennifer. Greggy. Say, listen, Marsha understands why I voted for Pat and click. And she goes, you know what rhymes with dick? And she's and he's like, what? And she goes, click. Jennifer hangs up. Greg says, hello? Hello? And I was so glad he didn't start tapping on it. Hello? Like that's ever worked forever. And Greg looks over at his parents and says, she uh, hung up on me. And then hangs up the phone. Greg thinks for a second and says, you know, it could be. Carol asks, what? Greg goes on. This may sound ridiculous. Hear me out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just possible that Jennifer was just trying to use me to win the cheerleading contest. Come on, Greggy. Come on now. (laughs) Mike nods and says, well, I guess that's possible. Greg assuredly says, yeah, that's it. That's it. You can take it from me, Dad, because if there's one thing I know about, it's women. Mike and Carol just laugh. That's silly talk, man. That's like saying that Greg has the hots for his sister or that, you know, Carol knows how to cook or that, you know, come on now. That's ridiculous. Um, (laughs) Or Alice and Mike have never fucked. Yeah, right. So is Mike even going to use her as a partner? In this golf tournament? Like, didn't the golf tournament happen like, that day? Uh, <laughs> I think so. Well, so why is she no, still learning? Was, wait, wait, wait. So the golf tournament was Saturday. When was the when was the, con- the contest? No, the, the surfing was Saturday. That was why he surfing. had to cancel. Yeah, that's why he had to cancel the golf tournament. because he had to go surfing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're but right. if that's already passed, why the hell is she still learning golf? Just she said she even said like in the future if you ever need a partner I'm here. But also, why are they only learning putting? (laughs) She hasn't even (laughs) touched a driver yet. Well, most of the you know this most of your games in short game you know right. But there is a long game. (laughs) I know (laughs) that's like saying well most of the time you touch your accelerator right, but you do have to touch the brake sometimes too. Like can't just touch the accelerator the whole time. Um, Well, they didn't weren't they didn't have like a. A driving range in their yards. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, that was nice of Marcia to say, but uh, Gene never saw that yeah. come. Yeah. Gene <laughs> yeah, never saw that come and her hanging up on her. It's like, huh. Hmm. <laughs> no, it's, I was going to say, Greg should have been like, you know what? I'm not going to teach you how to surf anymore. Hmm. You have to learn on your own now. And I'm not going to buy you any hot dogs either. Hmm. Or french fries. Or orange drink. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know, I thought it was going to be funny. I thought, which I thought was going to happen when he was like, he calls her up and say, like, hey, it's Greggy. So uh, <laughs> you want to pick you up for a movie? And then I thought it was just, you're just going to hear, Greg Beatty. You know how long it is, right? And he would just be <laughs> screaming at him and he would just go, oh. And he would just like slowly hang up on her. <laughs> like she's, like, I thought they were going to do the, the traditional phone. corny Brady Bunch ending where there's a knock on the door and he goes and knocks the door and she's like, Greg? can I talk to you? <laughs> and he's like, sure. And she walks in the door and closes behind her. You know, I was just wanting to say, I'm really sorry for expecting you to vote for. Her. I thought they were going to do that whole thing. Cause everybody has to be I, a good person at the end of every episode. Like, right. I actually thought too, when Marcia came out, she was going to come on with Jennifer and they were going to be like uh, best friends and BFFs, you know, or, or and they dating. talked and stuff like that. I guess neither one of us got it. Oh, yeah. Our bro- my brother's good. Your boyfriend's good. You know, now we're best friends. 
And they're going to be like, did you hear the news? Both of us are head of the committee for the surfers. (laughs) For the surfing team. And we're both, we both have to spend lots and lots of time with Greggy. Yeah. (laughs) We're both going to judge who gets to be on the surf team. Good luck, Greg. You know, something like that. (laughs) All right. Um, Scene a 20. Down in the family room, Carol is arranging flowers again for some reason. (laughs) Mike and Greg walk in carrying their golf bags. Carol greets them and asks, did you have a good game? Greg says, best day I've ever had on a golf course. (laughs) He looks at Mike and says, remember, Dad, every Saturday from now on, we got a date, huh? Mike says, oh, yeah, I know. Carol says, (laughs) boy. He must have had a great score. Mike says, never played worse. Carol (laughs) asks, then why all the enthusiasm? Mike says, because of something he saw in the pro shop. Carol asks, a new set of golf clubs. Mike shakes his head. Carol guesses, uh, a golf bag. Mike says, no. The golf pro's daughter. Blonde hair, (laughs) blue-eyed, and a figure like, oh, yeah. Oh, Carol, yeah. Carol then drags him into the kitchen. Come on, I'll fix you a drink. As they <laughs> enter the kitchen, we see Greg in the fridge. He takes off his hat and places it inside the fridge and pulls out an apple, shuts the door, and smiles at his parents with a goofy grin on his face. Carol says, Yep, it's one thing he knows about it's women. Mike and Carol just laugh. <laughs> I put down well, they- women hardly. <laughs> These are like <laughs> children. These are like preteens. <laughs> preteens. Oh, man. So I like how they bookended the episode. That's nice. Yep. Mm. That Greg just um, can't keep it in his pants. Just needs to go rub one out and get it taken care of. Like, <laughs> he's such a man you know, whore. Sorry. I thought it would have been funny if, like, because when he says he must have had a good score and he said never played worse, I thought he was going to say he never even fucking got on the course. Like he was the whole, spent the whole time chasing a fucking like beer cart girl around. You know? <laughs> he sat in the golf cart the whole time with a goofy look on his face. That would have been funny. Oh, yeah. Or if he would have been like, hopefully tonight. No, no, Greg, your golf game. Oh, 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 yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. All right. That was good. I thought it was kind of weird that there wasn't much Alice. Like, and it's yeah. not like she couldn't have been written in more. She t- totally could have, but she's they only like have, in two scenes. They could have um, been filming this in the previous episode somewhat simultaneously because Alice did have some scenes away from the family in another location. So they may have purposely mm. scheduled this one back to back so that it would give Ann Davis time to go shoot her stuff. Mm-hmm, maybe. I don't know, because like there was totally like where scenes where Alice is, or Carol's just sitting in the kitchen drinking coffee, yeah. like totally yeah. could have been a back and forth a couple times with Alice in there. Right. It's like they purposely left her out only in like two scenes. That's what she gets for fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of a flight risk. We didn't write you much in the next exactly. episode, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I do have an email to read. <laughs> Quit playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I do. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right. So this one is from Bernice. Oh. It says, I just listened to Jan, the only child in career fever. First, 
I want to talk about Jan, the only child. As an only child, I hate this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I hated it when I was a child, and it pisses me off as an adult. I'm usually Team Jan, but in this episode, I hated Jan. <laughs> yeah, I, I can What feel that a one. bitch. <laughs> I also take offense in the scene where Jan says that because her friend Donna is an only child, she doesn't have to do family things. <laughs> ah, is she trying to say that families with one child is not a family, so they don't have to do family things? I had to do many family things as a yes, child. Yes. In fact, I was expected to do more as an only child than my friends <laughs> that had siblings. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to rant about this horrendous episode because I can continue <laughs> this rant for hours. <laughs> the, the episode Career Fever. Did anyone else notice Greg slash architect, Peter slash doctor, Jan slash nurse, Bobby slash astronaut, and Cindy slash model? Who's missing in the career fever? Marsha. Did she not get into the career fever because she wanted to follow in Carol's footsteps and be a stay-at-home mom with a maid? (laughs) (laughs) I was just surprised that you guys didn't think of that. (laughs) Ha ha. I love your show. Keep smoting and have a sunshine day. Bernice. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) She is awesome. (laughs) I I thought about that myself. And I remember watching the episode thinking like, where's Marsha in all this? Like, why is she not involved (laughs) in this? But I don't know. Like a lot of these, I, I, I watched in syndication, but A, I probably half paid attention to it. Right. And B, I didn't watch them in order. And so watching now through a different lens, so to speak, um, I think when I was watching it, I was assuming the whole time that Marsha was going to have a bigger role in the whole grand scheme of things. So that's why I mm-hmm. never really guessed a second guest in, in my notes. But that thought did go through my head. Like, why is Marsha not worrying about this? Why is she not wanting to do something? I think because she didn't, she didn't catch career fever. No, but I mean, her natural, because in the episode, everybody's paired up. You know, Peter and Jan yeah. are paired, paired up with the doctor thing. And then Bobby mm-hmm. and Cindy are paired up. Who Marsha would have had nobody to be paired up with. She would have been by herself. So if anything, yeah. uh, Marsha would have had to try to help Greg with her problem, which is what she ended up doing. So she was kind of paired up, but just not in the traditional sense. That was what I had thought. Uh, That's why I didn't really write it down. I gotcha. I gotcha. True that. Uh-uh. Why you do that? <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you, Bernice, and writing, writing that. That's Heck awesome. Yeah. That's good to know about from, you know, it's good to know because I have a friend who also grew up as an only child. And I was sitting here thinking, I can't relate to that at all. But no. one thing I was thinking, so like. Let's say you're an only child, right? Okay. One, two, three. You're, I'm an only you're child. You're an only child, okay. right? Okay. So, um, and then you marry someone who is also an only child. Okay. And then you have a kid. Right. That kid has no nieces and nephews, nieces, has no aunts, uncles, or cousins. Right. Isn't that weird? That is weird, yeah. And will never have, if it's an only child, never have a niece or a nephew. Nope. The only next sibling it'll ever have, unless they have a brother or sister, is a wife or a husband. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And then they're going to have like all these sister-in-laws. They're going to be like, oh, God, what's going on? Um, I come from <laughs> <Yeah>. a, <laughs> I come from a like pretty- their family reunions and be like, holy, who are all these fucking people? (laughs) I come from a pretty big family. My mom was one of seven and I was one of like eight. Um, 
all of my mom's um, side of the family are obviously like great grandparents now um, or grandparents. Some of them are great grandparents. Um, I come from a, all of my siblings are grandparents and one of them is a great grandparent. Um, yeah. And then my wife has like a sister <laughs> and like three or four cousins. So like when they have their quote unquote family reunion, they can go to Olive Garden without reservations and they don't really think anything <laughs> yeah. of it. Last time me and my family went out all to eat was the day after my mom died. And we had to have an entire banquet room, like from Olive Garden to seat us right. all because there's that many, I mean, you're talking like 40 something people at a family reunion and that's just from my mm-hmm. immediate family. That's not from my mom's side. So, right. um, but when we first got married and we had our first son, there was like two and a half years before my daughter came along. So we were a family with only one child and yeah, I agree. I would, I would, yeah, I agree with, uh, Bernice that he probably did more <laughs> than him and Caitlin did when Caitlin came along. Cause <laughs> we do, used to do stuff as a family all the time. We would always yeah. be visiting her mom or my mom or somebody like all the time. So. Yeah. Huh. Another thing I'd noticed when I was thinking about families is like, do you have like a favorite cousin of yours? You don't have to name names or anything, but just think of, no, I wouldn't or just think of a cousin of yours on my side. I wouldn't say a favorite cousin, but it was definitely a cousin that since I was like six years old, me and him at the reunion, it was always me and him hanging around. Okay. So it's not necessarily so a favorite, you, but yeah. No, no, I gotcha. So just think of that cousin, mm-hmm. right? And I have my cousin I have in my own head, right? So here's something to think about. That cousin that's like your, quote, let's just say it's your favorite cousin. Mm-hmm. You know they have a whole nother set of cousins you don't even fucking know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that, Isn't crazy? that weird? Well, see, for me, what's weird is, like, I've got a niece and a nephew that are both two years younger than I am. So, like, I, I have a mm. nephew that's a grandfather. And I have a niece yeah. that has older, like, kids older than mine. You know, and like I have nieces and nephews that are older than my wife. And so it's really kind of strange for me because, you know, like my nephew, Jamie, and my nephew, Heather are older than my cousin, Stephen. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really weird. It doesn't make any sense. Right. But I just couldn't imagine like going to like a family reunion and me meeting or hanging out with my cousin and then right. meeting one of his other cousins <laughs> going, Hey, this is my cousin. Like, no, I'm your fucking exactly. cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is this imposter? Right. Like, you know, it's like, that would be, I'd be offended. But it's no. like me and my cousin no. are close. And you're like, <laughs> no, not you. This other one. Like, who the fuck is that stranger? Not your fucking cousin. <laughs> name I've never seen him at whatever. family reunions. Fucking slacker. So yeah, he's your like cousin in law. He's not like a real cousin. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we did, we had fun here today. Bernice, don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. No, we are not only in the bedroom. <laughs> No, I don't even know what that means. So (laughs) I don't even know what that means. All right. uh, We would, we would though like to personally thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this wouldn't be possible. It would be pointless and it wouldn't be nearly as much fun. Uh, And a special highlight to uh, uh, Jenny and Jim. Jim came through yet again, you know, pointing out the uh, Amazon, Amazon prime. And then Jenny showing us uh, the awesome, you know, the pictures of her mug and you know, her listening to the podcast and stuff like that. And uh, so we appreciate you guys and you guys are the OPs. And so, yeah. And we also have a new patron this week. Very nice. A new producer, if you will. Yes. Uh, KDB. KDB. So, welcome. That's like welcome KDB Toys. New producer. No, that's KB Toys. 
<laughs> What's weird is, because I mean, we were just talking about relatives, my sister-in-law's initials are KB, so that's kind of strange. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But we do appreciate it, KDB. We appreciate it more than you know or realize. So everybody give a, uh, mm-hmm. even if you're at work or even if you're driving the car, just everybody give a round of applause for KDB. Mm-hmm. Just look silly. Good job, KDB. Just look silly. Why not? One of our producers now. Yes, definitely. You're in the club. And see, some of you producers, or not you producers, but some of you who aren't producers, we will eventually go to the producers and get some feedback. Yes. We got some things that are coming up that might be changing, and we're going to definitely go to the producers first but, and talk but to them don't, about But don't worry about any of that. I mean, we're not going off the air. We're not changing anything. Yeah, not, yeah, this yeah. is nothing at all to worry about. This is just some some stuff with the show and all that kind of stuff that we want to get opinions on and everything. Um, also, yeah. we, we still need to do episode 13, which that's coming. That hasn't been forgotten about. Um, yeah. And then we're also going to release some other stuff uh, for the producers that, uh, well, unfortunately, producers have access to and you won't. Uh-huh. No, that was mean. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim, uh, I told Jim again about the corrupt file that, Oh. was given to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just Big Pharma once again trying to get us to not do the episode. Right, right, right. I'm just saying. Right. Um, so he's working on getting us a better file for that episode. Okay, that works. All right. All right. So we got some homework assignments to dish yes. out to everybody. All right. First one is, Jimmy, go ahead. Check out the website at www.averybradypodcast.com. Uh, do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Castbox, and and don't forget we are also on Amazon Music as well. Nice, nice. I don't know if they, I don't know if they do like a rating system. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, uh, tell two friends about the show, or if, as I like to say, if you don't like the show, tell your in laws. Oh, send an email to the show. Just like Bernice did, and tell us how you like or dislike yeah. the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversations and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you'd like to be a producer, just like KDB did, check out Patreon at patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook, get real time updates. Go check out. The Retro Network. I'm telling you, if you like the nostalgic part of this, because <laughs> a lot of people write in and say, oh, I watched this as a kid. It's nice to relive it. I'm telling you, you'll like the Retro Network. So by all means, go out and check out the Retro Network. And where can they check that out at? At theretronetwork.com. Check out our T Public store for merch. Link is in the description below this episode. Yes. And also, last but not least, go watch the Brady Bunch. Hell yeah. And the next episode to watch, Jimmy is going to tell you all about the next episode. Yes. On the next episode, season four, episode 12, everyone can't be George Washington. Peter tries out for the role of George Washington in a school play, but gets the role of Benedict Arnold instead. <laughs> they love Benedict Arnold they love in the Benedict show. Arnold. I never heard of that man until yeah. the show. But he, since. What? Really? Uh, anyway. Um... <laughs> Um, but he then wants to quit the play altogether when his classmates start branding him as a traitor. Oh man. Mm. Uh, well, that sounds like an exciting episode. Can't yes, wait. Definitely. Faux show. Also, don't forget if you uh, have any particular episodes that you like and enjoy and that you, you know, like, for instance, that Bernice was talking about where it just kind of rung out to her and struck her and everything, don't be afraid to send in some audio like we had had a couple mm-hmm. of episodes ago. Don't be afraid to send in audio. All you have to do is pull out your phone, 
talk into your phone like loud enough so that it's a video, you know, so it's a video. It doesn't make sense. Um, Speak close enough to your mic to where you sound yeah, yeah, yeah. good and uh, strong. Just, I mean, just basically take a video of yourself talking into your phone and just talk about it. Hey, in this scene with Bobby, you know, at the beach or whatever, whatever the scene is, uh, just describe the scene first and then, you know, tell us how you, you know, liked it or disliked it or irritated by it or what you sound wrong, what you mm -hmm. saw wrong with it. Send it in and then we'll edit it ourselves and put it into each uh, scene and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, um, hey, you can email it to us at a very Brady podcast, uh, gmail.com. And then yes. the subject put the episode title oh yeah yeah <laughs> that would kind of suck if we didn't know what episode it was so yes so i just want to say don't forget about those mm -hmm. all right well, that's all i got that's all i got <laughs> all right well i've been jimmy <laughs> and i have been tech and this has been a very brady podcast and we'll see you on another sunshine day keep smoking <laughs> that's why <laughs> This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.